This is episode two. A slight change this week. We're actually, me and Jack aren't in the same room as we were for the first two episodes of the podcast due to the current events. Uh, I'm sure you're all aware of the current events. Uh, in the UK, we are now officially in lockdown. So because me and Jack don't live in the same house, we are locked in our separate uh, houses slash flats for the foreseeable future. So this episode we are doing remotely, so that might be why it sounds a little different. Um, but yeah, Jack's over there, the other side of Manchester. Hello, Jack. Hello, Rob. <laughs> How are you? I'm great, thank you. Coming in loud and clear. How is uh, the coronavirus isolation treating you? Is it meaning that you're finding more time to write those uh, those killer songs that are going to end up on the album? Uh, yes, it is. Short answer. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've still got a nine to five or nine to half five to do yep. during those hours, but the commute's gone um, and lunchtime as well. I, I can't say I've been using all that time <laughs> to write songs, but I have done more than I would have otherwise. So every cloud. Yeah. Well, it's, I've been working at home for a little while now. It's amazing what getting that commute time back can, uh, can do to your life. <laughs> time you never knew you had revolutionary (laughs) so yeah with that in in mind uh, you're probably thinking have they made any progress and i did promise at the last end of the last episode that we might have some sound not just sound of us talking but some sound in terms of some songs or something that we could put towards songs for the album well the surprise is that you've actually already heard some new music uh, at the beginning of all the episodes because the first task that jack set himself was to come up with a theme tune, kind of as a little tester for rec- how quickly can we write and record a piece of music. So how, how did it go, Jack? How was the process? Was it easy? And do you think that is going to be translatable into writing for an album or is it a completely different beast? It's not exactly the same because I think I knew I was writing kind of maximum 30 second piece of music. So structure wise, I mean, it's got a little bit of an intro, but mainly it's just a an A part rather than having an A, B, C, mm. D. Uh, so that that does make it easier for me, knowing that it's just going to be a concentrated little thing. You've got one, basically one musical idea and layering a few things on top of that. I've also got myself a synth, which I've had for a few months now, a oh, yeah. Minilog XD. Um, nice. I haven't had time to use it to its fullest, but I set myself the challenge of using exclusively uh, sounds from the synth to make this song. Uh, I wasn't going to record anything acoustically. So even the very limited drum sounds you hear come from the synth. Um, the more percussive settings added a, a few reverbs and distortions, but uh, on the whole, it's it's as it came out of the synth. So that was a, an interesting little exercise. Nice. Yeah, I think we briefly touched on this in the last episode about how sometimes setting yourselves limits in terms when we've got abundant access to all sorts of interesting tools to make music with sometimes just setting yourself the limit of using only one instrument or something can uh, can really help so that's kind of interesting how uh, you just decided to use that one synth i think yeah it it was because i did it all pretty much in an evening and that was sort of nice because as uh as i'm sure we'll discuss in the past, we've we've laboured over things for a long time and not yeah, got yeah. them finished. Um, but yeah, this felt more kind of liberating just to do it, not sweat too much over it. Obviously, wanted it to sound good, but um, getting it out there—that's yeah. for, 
the end goal. So I'd, I have sat down a couple of evenings this week and attempted to basically thinking where the hell do we start? As we discussed in the last episode, it's it's very tricky to know when you've got uh, you've got an end goal, but knowing where to begin, I found a daunting thought. Maybe I'd had a couple of uh, a couple of beers in isolation, or maybe it was just the isolation that has that was driving me to a slight point of insanity already. But uh, I decided that wouldn't it be interesting if I could uh, sample some animal noises and maybe put them into a synth and see what they sound like. And whether it ends up on the album or not is a is another matter. Whether the album ends up being entirely composed from animal noises, maybe it's maybe that's a concept album for us further down the line. I don't know. Uh, so I, I built myself up a a bank full of uh, my first step was go to freesounds.org, which is great for little sound clips uh, if you ever want to, and they're all freely available and in the public domain. So I'm not going to get sued by uh, a safari park owner for stealing their sound samples. So yeah, I built up a bank so it consists of all sorts of things from uh, a canary, nice emotive to. Uh, to oh that's that's looping to uh maybe a rooster um there's elephant trumpets which sounds quite <laughs> sounds quite musical in its own way. Uh, i ended up going down a bit of a a wormhole with this uh started trying to build a drum kit with uh using just a a horse galloping as a kind of click a uh, gorilla thumping its chest as a kick drum. Finding a cymbal was trickier, so I ended up using uh, the sound of a fish splashing. So uh, this this is the loop. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean it's, it, it sounds like drums, <laughs> doesn't it? Needs work. So um, that's that. And then, because those are the, the raw sounds pretty much without me really doing anything to them apart from putting reverb on uh, or a bit of delay. But uh, taking... Taking some of the sounds, uh, like that elephant trumpet you heard, and then taking a small snapshot of that sound and putting it into a onto a MIDI keyboard, so that it's uh, it's almost like a synth. And if you if you manipulate that sound enough, it can just sound n- nothing like uh, the original that original elephant trumpet. It started <laughs> it started off like that and ended up like this. <laughs> So that sounds like something that's come off my uh, my mini log. So that that is that uh, that's that same elephant trumpet just shortened uh, with some filters on it, uh, a bit of reverb played on a synth. So pretty pretty cool. And with with the beat it's, uh, and a few other animals added in, it sounds like this so far. <laughs> what's that um what's a guero like sound that's a woodpecker that's a wood- of course <laughs> of course nature's guero yeah so i used a woodpecker as a guero so yeah that's a very simple loop that i've done and that is all made using animal noises the actual the bass sound is actually uh the sound of a wolf slowed down and played backwards there you go that's that <laughs> <laughs> nice but it, a lot of people have, have composed music faking animal noise, mainly orchestral stuff, making animal noises using the uh, 
using instruments. So I could, there was a comprehensive catalogs online of if you want to sound like a duck, this is what you should use. Uh, so that, there were lots of that, but I couldn't find anywhere anyone that had made an entire song out of animal noises. People have sampled animal noises and put them in as background ambience and stuff, but nobody had uh, done it all. So stay tuned. It might be on the album. It might not be, but that's kind of where isolation has taken me this week anyway. <laughs> Sounding good. Productive. Um, so that brings us on to the, the sort of topic of this episode. And um, it's something that I guess every band wrestles with. Some probably for a lot longer than others. We're talking about band names. Uh, and we haven't got one, obviously. We've been through this uh, already. That, that We really are starting from scratch. This isn't making our first album as an existing band. We don't have a band. We don't have a name. So... Jack, how important do you think a band name is and uh, do you think it's something that we should have from the start or do you think it doesn't really matter? <laughs> well, I hope it doesn't matter because we, we don't have one and we've already started. It's <laughs> the right answer. It's it's an interesting one. It's Band names have got a lot of common connotations, but I think if the music's good enough, when you sort of overlook uh, what the band name is, it becomes sort of part of your vocabulary. Uh, to give an example, a couple of ridiculous band names. <laughs> uh, Smashing Pumpkins being one. Yeah. Um, first time you hear that name, it's, you know, it's ridiculous. It doesn't tell you anything about the genre or anything like that, does it? You it doesn't, <laughs> which is interesting. Um, but also, once you've sort of listened to them enough and get to know them, then that's that just that name refers to that band. It doesn't refer to the act of Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> that's it, true. Yeah, and it's just becomes synonymous um another example probably the most famous band in the history of popular music the beatles is a pun which i often forget is a pun on the word beetle the insect but they've changed an e to an a so it's got the word beat in it as in <laughs> i didn't rhythm. even know that i've never realized that you've never realized that <laughs> no. My God, it's a classic pun, and it's almost—it's uh, almost embarrassing. But nobody even gives it a second thought now. Um, <laughs> I mean, I suppose it was probably quite quaint and charming back in the back yeah. in the early sixties. But um, <laughs> it just go- just goes to show that a band name can get you so far; it can get you noticed. You can have certainly have better band names than others, but at the end of the day, it will be overlooked in terms of in favor of the music you make yeah that's right i think some of the most famous bands out there have probably some of the most lame lame names you heard the name or saw it on a a lineup for a gig for the first time you'd be like lame (laughs) but because they're already famous the doors that's the most boring name i've (laughs) ever heard or kiss kiss forever like i don't know just there's like these one word names that if they weren't such legendary bands, you'd be like, what? You almost you almost wonder if some of them do it on purpose. Just mm. look at the first song they say, or pick the most mundane object, put the in front of it, see yeah. if they can get away with it. <laughs> there was definitely a period of that in uh, in the 2000s, the early 2000s, of every band was the something. It became a bit of an ongoing running joke, especially in the UK. Band names are most important when you're starting out. I remember when we used to um, look at pamphlets from... Manchester Academy 2, 3, all the kind of smaller or unsigned bands playing. And you might make your mind up on what to go and see based on the band name. 
Agreed. I remember we are, scient- we are Scientists is, is an example of a band never heard of. This must have been before their first album. Obviously, they ended up becoming um, reasonably famous. But it, that was a name that st- uh, stuck out of the list. <laughs> and it, I, I guess it didn't harm them, getting them a bit of attention. Yeah. So another uh, common source of inspiration for band names um, is other bands. Um, and references to other bands hmm. uh, directly or indirectly um, The Killers which I didn't realise for a while but is actually the name of a fictional band in a New Order video that's cool, that's cool but it sounds pretty generic to begin with but when you have a little bit of backstory it gets more interesting I find it's one way you think you Google it when you when they came up with the name and that there'd be another band that were fairly famous called The Killers already. You you would have thought there would be, yeah. Yeah, that's that's another thing. We 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 some of these bands that we're talking about, the Clash and and the Cure and bands back then, you know, they could they could come up with a name and chances were because they weren't putting their music out onto the internet that if there wasn't going to be another band with that name at least in the vicinity of where they were playing and gigging. Whereas now, if we're going to put this album out onto the World Wide Web. We've got all these things to think about. We, uh, we don't want a band suing us down the line. So yeah, we, don't, we don't want a Liberty X situation. Oh, what's the Liberty X situation? <laughs> I think when... Um, what, what was the show? Was it Pop, Pop, Pop Stars? Stars? Pop Stars. Is that the original one? I don't think American listeners are going to remember or even know who Liberty X were. <laughs> well, I don't think UK listeners will these days, but um, they, they had a little reality show uh, band, yeah. mixed... Boy and girl group, they caught, they won the show, I think, or came second. Came out of a show, called themselves Liberty, uh, and then a few weeks later they had to change their name because <laughs> there was another band somewhere in the world called Liberty. So they added an X and were known <laughs> thereafter as Liberty X. Nice, nice. So it could be that we couldn't we couldn't come up with an amazing name, and then by the next episode we might be that name plus an X or something similar or, or triple X. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, depending on how many listeners there are to the podcast by this episode, maybe we'll do a poll. But let's come up with some ideas first. So stay yeah, we tuned. Need, we need something to put in the poll. <laughs> yeah. At least one idea. It's just the Cure X. So I've got a little quiz for you, Jack. Of, uh, I'm, I'm going to go through a few band names, famous bands, and you've got to tell me why you think they're called that, where the name came from. Okay. So you, you can do that. Are you ready? Right. Um, we'll start off with a nice easy one that I hope you will know, uh, and that is Fallout Boy. Yeah, I do. We're both both big Simpsons fans, so um, I know that Fallout Boy was Radioactive Man's uh, sidekick in The Simpsons. That's correct. That's as simple. It's as simple as that. There's no other link that. Uh, according to the internet, that is that is the reason I, for that name. I, I, I would be in favour of a name like that. Just a little kind of niche reference from yeah. a, a show or a book or something that I like. Maybe we'll do something Simpsons related. Gotta gotta keep it keep the Simpsons vibes alive. Right, the next one. You two. Um, I'm getting confused here. It's either is it a spy plane? Correct. It is. It's named after a type of U, a U.S. spy plane. Yeah, was it a Cold War thing or was it was it earlier than that? I can't remember my history, uh, year nine history anymore, but uh, <laughs> I knew it was a historical reference. Two out of two so far. Um, the next one was um, Green Day. 
Uh, I don't know. I feel like I've read this before and it definitely seems like it's got to be some kind of marijuana reference, but I don't Ooh. know if that's... Could be, on the right, could be on the right lines there. I mean, does it just describe a day when you're <laughs> smoking weed? Getting yeah, <laughs> that's it, is it. A green day is a day entirely spent getting high on weed. That's what it means. That's what Green Day means. Um, dire Straits. This is one of my faves. I'd always assumed the term Dire Straits existed before the band, and they were just named after. Um, I don't know. It just means being in yeah. precarious waters, <laughs> I guess. My notes say Dire Straits describes the financial situation the band were in when they formed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's more specific than that. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. I mean, I think Led Zeppelin's quite a um, a similar one in that oh, I'm sure the listeners all know the story better than me, but off the top of my head, someone told the band when they were starting out that they were going to go down like a, I think a lead balloon was the term. Mm. They were going to bomb, basically. Yep, I've got it here. So stories vary, but basically Keith Moon told Jimmy Page and John Paul Jones that the new project would go go down like a lead balloon. Hence no, Keith Zeppelin. Moon, was it? Uh, the reason they caught, they spelt it lead, L-E-D, uh, was to make sure that people pronounced it right, correctly. They didn't want people saying Lead Zeppelin. I think the Reading Festival should have done the same thing, to be honest. <laughs> Mr. Trickner. <laughs> they should have, they should have. Right, final one um, for you in this quiz. If you, you can get full marks if, if you get this one right. Uh, but it's a bit of a tricky one. The Eagles, or just Eagles, I think they're called. Um... Yeah, it's a it's a large bird. <laughs> I, I can't couldn't begin to guess. <laughs> they just their favorite band was Birds, or the Birds. Oh, really? So they just called. Is it like a tribute Eagles. band to effectively <laughs> a tribute band? Basically, uh, that's it. I'm, I'm sure there are more interesting ones. Maybe this is this quiz will become a regular fixture in, in every episode if listeners love it and they want to bring it back. Maybe we'll have people calling in doing. Yeah, if anyone's got quiz. any good stories of band names, let us know. <laughs> right, I mean that'll probably do for this episode, keeping them short and sweet. Uh, we did a little recap. We did a. Uh, we talked about band names. We did a little quiz. What more could you want from from a podcast episode? So hopefully in episode three next time uh, we'll have some more stuff to play. Maybe we won't, but the isolation is definitely meaning we've got a bit more time to work on stuff, which is good. And the clock is ticking on that year now. It's uh, The pressure is already starting to mount in my mind. I don't know about you, Jack, but uh, it really feel, so. feels quite real now. It was it was before when it was an idea and uh, we hadn't told anyone else it was, it was fine because we could just you know, take as long as we want. But now we've said a year. We've actually got to do it. So that's it for episode three of the Tune Lighting Podcast. Thanks very much for listening so far. If you've listened from the start or even if you've just joined us and this is the first episode uh, you've listened to, the journey is well and truly underway now and the clock is ticking. If you haven't already, then please subscribe to the podcast on whatever app it is you're choosing to listen to it on. Uh, Then you'll get the weekly podcast automatically downloaded and even better, if you could leave us a rating on that app, iTunes or whatever happens to be, then that would really help boost the rankings and get it out to more people. And Or if you could just tell a friend or someone to listen in, that would be great too. 
You can also follow us on Twitter at TuneLighting and we're also on Instagram under the same name. We'll be posting little clips of us uh, recording things, messing around in the studio and all bits and bobs. So follow us on there too. Uh, And we'd like to also keep encouraging you to email in your questions or things you're up to, whether you're deciding to maybe take up this task yourself too. So send in any emails to tunelighting at musicianshq.com. 